Hello, welcome to Unlocking Landscapes. My name is Daniel Greenwood and today I am in the Sussex Weald in the southeast of England, south of London and it's a beautiful day. It's got a bit cloudy since the morning but spring is definitely here now. The oak trees are coming into leaf. I've got beech trees next to me with leaves coming out, birch trees as well. There's birds like chiff chaff singing which have come from maybe southern Europe or even North Africa to spend the spring here and summer here and the hedgerows are starting to fill up with leaves I can see a line of hawthorn trees that are starting to fill up with leaves and it definitely feels like spring is fully here now but the main motivation for me getting out here today on foot is to hear a cuckoo now this is a place I've come to for the past few years to hear cuckoos. The best time is in the morning, really early in the morning or in the evening. And they come all the way from Africa. Some of them come from the Congolese rainforest, which is in central Africa. So an incredibly long way and also a very dangerous route passing through places like Malta where birds like cuckoos are actually shot on migration. But hopefully this year a cuckoo will have got back safe and will have found its place in the woodland, on the edge of the woodland, and they can work their magic. So they're quite a controversial bird because they have behaviour that I think it's described as their brood parasites. So they will do something quite incredible when the chick is born in the nest of another bird usually something like a dunnock or a meadow pipit but sometimes a wren which is really small the first thing the cuckoo chick does is to chuck the other bird's eggs out so it's the only one that survives and their eggs are almost identical to those of the the parent bird so the female lays her eggs in the nest of an unsuspecting meadow pipit or dunnock or wren and then the parents of be they a wren or a dunnock or a pipit will actually raise that cuckoo chick even though it's sometimes two to three times bigger <laughs> so the love is unconditional if you can get away with saying that That was a black cap. So I just actually saw another person um, who looked like they were on a bit of a mission. And it was a man who was just completing 
the High Weald Landscape Trail, which is a long trail that runs from, I think from Rye to Horsham. And so he's at the front end, should we say the, the western end of the trail. So he's walked it in chunks and he's come up, come down, I always say come up, <laughs> come down from London today. And he was walking along and he had this jangling in his pockets and I think it's because he had loads of change and I just thought that was so strange because there's nowhere for him to spend that change and uh, everyone seems to have moved to card in the past year but anyway but I've just stopped here off the path in a bit of woodland you can hear blackbird singing now and a crow I think that's a, a home roost call rather than being worried by a buzzard or something. But in the distance, in the woodland, through some holly and some fallen beech branches, I saw a deer running away. And you do get a lot of them around here. They've been farmed in this area for quite a long time. There's lots of deer parks around here, old deer parks that have changed to be estates and stuff now different types of estates but it's interesting to see another person so listen to that blackbird stuff now So I think I've just seen my first garden warbler of the year and it's got this, it's singing in the background now. I can see this brownish grey bird in the branches of some young trees, some sort of scrub here on the end of the edge of this track and sort of um, 
road aggregates that have been dumped and have been grassed over and there's lots of plants growing. It's quite good habitat actually. But this, if this is a garden warbler, they're quite amazing. They migrate from Africa every year to breed in Europe and they actually navigate by starlight. So they're born with the innate ability to use the stars to make their way to and from Africa, which is just amazing. I've just come to a memorial bench that's just sitting here next to this big BMX track and it looks like it's carved out of a massive flint. I think it's probably not that. I think it's probably a bit of sandstone or some other local Sussex wheeled stone. I'm not too sure. And behind it there's some rocks around two sticks that are tied together to form a cross. So I don't know if that's someone's pet that's been buried there. But the memorial bench or stone that you can sit on says, Oi, look at me. I'm under my tree. Tony, a legend beyond his lifetime. And above the tree is an, it's an oak. And it's coming into leaf. And it's got flowers on it. And there's a chiff-chaff singing in the branches. So I'm into the woodland now, away from all the roads, though you can maybe hear the A24 in the distance because the wind carries the sound away. But it's definitely spring here. The grasses in this big pond are lush and green. You can hear a chiff-chaff in the distance. The birch trees are coming into leaf. This sort of throbbing green in the, in the distance. 
That sounds really weird. This lovely flush of green in the distance among the pine trees. You can see some bluebells on, a, on the side of a stream, on a bank. And last time I was here, it was really muddy. There was still ice in the mud. But now it's completely different. There's going to be mining bees and other wasps and things that are making their burrows in the hard ground. So hopefully I'll see some of those as well. No cuckoo yet though. There is actually some mud. There's quite a breeze coming through today. It's a really lovely day actually. Temperature's not too hot, not too cold. But the pines are really noisy. So what you're hearing is the wind moving through this regimented line, these ranks of pine trees. This is a forestry commission plantation, though it's not really worked so much anymore. But it is interesting because where the pines are in these, in these lines of nothing else but pine, there's very little birdsong. The birdsong is coming from the areas of scrub, of birch that are coming up where there's oak and hazel and holly and stuff like that. Last time I was here I saw the first of the wood ants waking up. I think these are southern wood ants we're talking about but they're everywhere on the tracks. I've just seen one with a little bit of what looks like a birch leaf making its way back to its nest. But they're I was just standing looking at an apple tree that's coming into flower and then I just lifted my boot up 
and there were loads of ants there. No cuckoo yet. That was a buzzard calling. It's just sailed overhead and gone down the hill back where I've just come from. As I'm getting higher up, the wind is getting higher too. That was a wren. It has a little machine gun in the middle. You're welcome. And I've just seen it fly across the path. No machine gun though, thankfully. So I've just found a lovely little spot of bluebells along the edge of a path and they're growing among birch trees, there's a few oaks, holly. The sun is passing through them. And they're not actually blue really, are they? They're, they're more purple. They do look like bells though. It's really funny, someone just walked past in the distance and looked at me <laughs> and seen me here standing a multi-track recorder to my face. But bluebells are an ancient woodland indicator so they will signal that there's been woodland growing in this place for more than 400 years and the evidence for that here is very strong. This area has been wooded or heathland or wooded heath for well, since the first time it it arrived after the Ice Age or the end of the last glacial period. And that's probably about 14,000 years ago. But the woodlands have developed as they are now, probably for the past five to 10,000 years. Not entirely sure, something like that. Just had a little bit of an alarming moment. I was kneeling down to take some photos of the bluebells and I looked at my left hand I've got a glove on my right hand and my left hand is bare and I noticed that this little creature on my on the back of my hand and it was easily identifiable as a tick so I quickly got up and flicked it off 
so that's this has happened here like last year i was kneeling down at the path side to look at lily of the valley which grows here actually and there was a tick on my hand so they're often at the edges of paths i think and whenever i find one i get really paranoid um the main fear of them here is lyme's disease i think it's lyme disease i'm not sure um which is a chronic incur incurable condition that you can get from from tick bites if it doesn't get sorted immediately so no one wants that um but there's a lot of deer here and they're probably that's how they're getting around they're well established here they will be um but yeah there are hazards when you're going on a walk in the woods and stuff particularly on heathlands that's where ticks are very happy indeed they're even more happy if you're there to to meet them and so what i'll do is at the end of the day i'll check my um, legs and other areas for ticks that's what you're supposed to do but that's probably just the only one i've had so i've made a good good way into the woodland now i'm actually just on its edge and there's a big fence well no and there's a fence line with sycamore trees and is that a horse chestnut no it's all sycamore i think and there's some oak as well and there's spreads of bluebells either side so this is obviously remnant ancient woodland here that hadn't been destroyed you say by the plantation the uh, planting of pine trees but if i look across the fence i can see a field which is quite marshy there's lots of rushes growing and there's oak trees that are covered in lichens which is a really nice thing to see it shows the air quality in this little valley is quite good there's a farmhouse up on the hill you can just see it through the trees and beyond that is more woodland i can see pine oak probably quite heathy and there's a river or a stream that is running at the bottom of the field and i've just noticed as well that the sycamores are coming into flower they're in the maple family and growing down in the ditch where it's quite damp just at the edge of the area i'd describe as ancient woodland with the bluebells and some oak and birch and stuff and on the bank there's bluebells and moss and wood sorrel and some ferns that are just coming through so it's really nice bit of woodland here and this is what it sounds like
Wow, I just found a dead mole on the path. I was walking along and I saw some flies leaving something that was on the ground. And I can see it's got black fur. And you can see it's little nose, it's long nose. And I'm just looking around, see how it could have got here. It looks like it might have been run over by a bicycle. Anyway, I think that's the first mole I've ever seen. I've just stopped to admire this area of woodland, which is a mixture of different species. There's some beech in there, some younger holly, some pine. There's some quite big spruce trees. I'm not sure whether they're Norway spruce or Sitka spruce or something else, but they really remind me of Romania and the mountain woodlands or forests that you get there, which are spruce, Norway spruce, I think. When they get to be really big, they're quite impressive. These aren't quite there yet. You do get some quite large ones in Scotland around Perthshire and other places. And they can look quite amazing in those really wet, higher woodlands that have been, that were plantations that have been left to, to kind of grow out. And they're often covered in moss and lichen and algae and, and there's loads of fungi around. You can just about hear the wind moving through them as well. No sign of a cuckoo yet, but I did just see a jay, which is a nice thing to see, but yeah, no cuckoo. That was a coal tit calling and moving through the branches. It's gone now. So I've just come to a footpath sign that points the direction of the High Wheel Landscape Trail. And this is where the man I spoke to at the beginning of the walk was looking to find the sign for. So he'll be on his way probably to Cookfield now, which is about, I don't know, a 15 mile walk from where, where he was before, from where he was before. And interestingly, Cookfield is named after the cuckoo, which I still haven't heard. And I'm not sure I'm gonna hear one today. Maybe June is better, or later in, later in May. But they are here, and they have been heard in the weald so far this year. But anyway, 
Good luck to the man walking to Cookfield. It's a nice walk, I'm sure. So I've just entered into this clearing that's appeared in the past month. And when I was last here in March, this was all wooded with conifers. And those trees would have been planted for forestry. But last month, the foresters came and cleared the trees away. And now it looks like a like a devastated area. It looks like something you see with images of what's happening with the Amazon rainforest being cleared and stuff like that. And there's piles of brush and branches. And there's some trees that have been left, so there's some older pines that are not so straight. And there's some beech. And on the edge, there's some of the, I think it's cedar. I'm not so good on um, non UK or European conifers but this isn't actually a bad thing this is a f working woodland it is a forest in the terms of forestry rather than a hunting forest it would have been a hunting forest once upon a time but this will actually mean like just on the edge here that there's there's bluebells that are creeping back in and if the ground can be protected from trampling and stuff like that the bluebells are going to absolutely boom across this place and there's also quite a lot of heather. This is old heathland, I think, too. And the heathland will come back, which is really important because heathland is a really rare habitat. So it looks terrible, but it smells really good. It's the resin from the, from the conifers because the sap is now rising in these trees. And it's obviously been gushing out and it smells wonderful. So come from Africa. close.
Goldcrest. So that's a gold crest, and there's two chiff jaffs. The gold crest sounds like a little spinning song. It's a really small bird, weighs as much as a five pence piece. There it is. In the distance, there's some geese going over. Oh, and a willow warbler's just shown up. I'm now in an area where I've actually heard cuckoo in previous years, so last year and I think two years ago, but not hearing anything today. Might just be the wrong time of day, they might be doing other stuff. I'm sure there'll be one back here somewhere, maybe still making its way. But I'm also making my way back now. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed some of the bird song. There's been some really lovely encounters with with blackbird song, song thrush, that willow warbler. But I'm going to be heading back now. Got another three or four miles to walk. Probably about two of that is on the street. But I don't think I'm going to hear a cuckoo today. But there's always another day. So make sure you get out there if you can and listen to some birdsong. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye.